0: All right, time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Happy Friday. Happy
1: Friday, indeed.
0: All right, we just finished talking about the priority frontline workers who are going to receive access to the vaccine now. So teachers are happy. Police officers are happy. Grocery store workers are happy. But Mm -hmm. there's lots of other groups that are not happy. The bus drivers want the vaccine. The ferry workers want it. The court workers want it. And we just did an open line uh, and asked who else should get it. And I heard from locksmiths. Construction workers, real
1: estate photographers,
0: real estate photographers. (laughs) All right, so here's car importers. They all they all want the vaccine. There's
1: only so many doses, so this is what had to happen. There had to be some groups were going to get in, and some are not. But this isn't the final chapter. Uh, Yesterday uh, was basically based around the the doses we know uh, in terms of commitment from AstraZeneca, and this is only about AstraZeneca right now. This is not the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines. Those are still on the age based rollout. But these are the AstraZeneca ones that are going to go to frontline workers. Not every worker is going to qualify on the current batch that we have. However, yesterday's announcement did not include the potential 200,000 doses that are coming as a result of the United States giving 1.5 million doses of AstraZeneca to Canada because they haven't approved it in the States. There's an expiry date on these. So rather than flush them down the toilet, they're going to give them to Canada. Our share is about 204,000 doses. Those 204,000, when they arrive will be distributed potentially to transit drivers, to court workers, to ferry workers. I mean, that's when public health will um, decide the next allocation of these doses. Uh, Now, they may also be used as second doses. We don't know. But Bonnie Henry yesterday did say... This is basically the start of what could be a much larger program involving frontline
0: workers. Okay. So some of these other workers could move up the line later. I thought some of them made some, I, I pretty good, made a pretty good case to get the vaccine. I, I thought the president of the bus drivers union on with SIMU this morning, you know, made a pretty compelling argument. So a lot of them have got good arguments. Maybe some of them the public would, be less well, convinced? Well, it's interesting. I, th- I think a lot of people have good
1: arguments. Gavin Kerrigal yeah. made good arguments, the transit union. Um, but then you take, okay, if you go into this queue, who do you take out? Who's right. already in? Right. Do you take out teachers? I don't think so. Do you yeah. take out uh, frontline or f- first responders? Oh, yeah, uh, right. do yeah. you, food processing plants, which have been notorious as the big spreader of the virus. The, these people have been designated for priority because they're either uh, frontline workers or they're working in in instances and work sites and occupations where we've seen the transmission of the disease in very great numbers. And it's designed to protect the entire community, not just these 322,000 people. It's to protect everyone around them. And that's why it's tough to make an argument that you have to replace one group with another group, even though the other group may have a very compelling argument why they should get a vaccine early. Okay,
0: there's moving pieces here, and things can change, as as we've seen. uh, Always. And we can expect changes on the booking system as well. Right now, the government's still continuing to run those phone banks for Mm -hmm. people to phone and make their appointments, but that's going to change, right? We're going to go to an online system. Let's listen to Dr. Penny Ballum here, one of the uh, leaders of the vaccine plan, uh, talking about new booking systems. Uh, coming online in April. We will close down those uh, five call centers and those numbers, and we will move to one provincial call center and one um, very robust online booking platform. Okay, that's coming in April. A lot of people want to book online. And you
1: heard Dr. Bowen say, very robust Mm -hmm. uh, website. So they're putting a lot of resources into this website to ensure it doesn't crash but i've talked to officials they they do expect hiccups and you know for the first day or so so you know people should calm down here uh, the first days are going to be a little bumpy as we move from the call centers to the online keep in mind i mean that now the notorious first day of of the rollout was uh was you know unacceptable but since then those call centers have been working uh, great and we had 21,000 people vaccinated the day before yesterday um, we're going to get up to 40,000 people That'll a be day. the peak, right? 40,000 40, a 40, day. 40, 42,000 a day is mm-hmm. going to be the peak, and then the numbers will subside. But uh, the plan, as it rolled out yesterday, is quite something. I mean, really, this is going to happen very much quicker than we thought. We were talking about September, October. Uh, just a a couple weeks ago. Now we're talking about June-July of getting everybody with at least one dose and many people with two doses.
0: Okay, despite that, a lot of optimism around the vaccine, though we still continue to see cases and pretty high numbers on a daily basis. Here's Dr. Bonnie Henry yesterday and she was asked about, okay, everyone's getting the vaccine, we hope in the days and weeks ahead. Does that mean we can start easing some of these restrictions soon? And here's what she said. There's going to be very little change in the next two months, but The more people that are immunized, the more, whether it's in the workplace stream or whether it's in our our main age-based stream, that gets us that much closer. So these things uh, work together to help keep us, get us all there. Okay, very little change in the next two months. That takes us into May, Mm -hmm. and then can we anticipate that maybe there's some relaxation? She's talked about uh, relaxation of measures in, um, in the summer, and she keeps referring to sports.
1: She wants to see kids playing sports. And she actually did hold the the hope that perhaps we're going to see some on-field sports in late April. But I think this is a sign that kids' soccer, uh, Little League, baseball, this is going to start again, unlike uh, last summer where it was still unknown. Now we know more how to live with the virus and what measures to take. So a combination of people getting vaccinated by just, you know, hundreds of thousands of people were at... um, 375 70,000 people now with with at least one dose uh that number is just going to be exponentially higher and higher so as we get into late april may we're going to have you know more than well more than a million people vaccinated and then the combination of of good weather where the virus doesn't seem to travel with as much ease uh those put those two together that means an of restrictions so i'm i'm betting Mid-May, June, we're going to see some relaxation.
0: Okay, talking about some of those workers that are very happy to receive priority access to the AstraZeneca vaccine, I spoke earlier to Ralph Kaisers, who's the president of the Vancouver Police Officers Union, who told me he found out that cops were going to get the COVID shot when he was watching the news. I mm-hmm. I assume he was watching the Global News I'm Hour. I'm sure he was. And then he's like probably doing a big fist pump and uh, that's how he found out. He found out on the news that the cops are going to get the shot. Teachers also in line to get the COVID vaccine. They've been demanding it for, for weeks, months. Here's Terry Mooring, the president of the Teachers Federation. Teachers have been working under incredibly difficult and stressful circumstances. And so to hear the news that in April, in just a few short weeks, uh, they will be vaccinated is, you know, a big relief to everyone. Okay, sometimes you know I I get emails all the time from people. All oh, the teachers are a bunch of whiners, you know. But maybe it works,
1: you know. Well, it's also uh, in the documents that point out this was also to inject some confidence into the school system because there is you have to recognize whether, however you want to describe their their uh, be- um, attitudes, there is still concern. Teachers are expressing concerns, so this is partly to alleviate those concerns, whether or not they may be exaggerated or not. Uh, this is done um, from a public health perspective to alleviate the. To put confidence into the system that it is safe. Now, it's interesting. A lot of people haven't picked up on this. Bonnie, she was asked, okay, you've got all these groups in here. Who goes first within these groups? You know, we've got 100,000 people in the education system. Who goes first? Well, uh, she referred to uh, areas of of risk and hotspots. Well, uh, you start looking at hotspots and risk, we're talking Metro Vancouver. Those people are going to go first. Teachers in Surrey. The way I read it, where there's a great number of COVID cases per capita. It's one of the worst places in the entire province and has been for weeks. Teachers in Surrey are going to get a shot ahead of teachers in the Kootenays or in, in parts of the interior where there is relatively little COVID.
0: Okay, what about the support workers in the school, the teachers' assistants, it. the janitors, Everyone. the bus drivers, are all getting it. Okay. Everyone
1: who works in the school system is going to get the shot.
0: Okay. Um, let me switch gears here and ask you quickly uh, about a little bit of federal politics because it's an interesting day today for the Federal Conservative Party. They've mm. actually got an annual convention that's happening today all online, virtual. all virtual. There is a hotly anticipated speech coming this afternoon from Aaron O'Toole the conservative leader some talk about some unhappiness in the ranks some people oh, yeah. some conservatives unhappy with his performance as the leader he's got a speech coming up this mo- uh, later on today have a listen to this this is uh Scott lamb who is the president of the Conservative Party of Canada I'm trying to rally the troops here this morning have a listen
1: we need to show we are United focused on the concerns of all Canadians across the country and ready to take on the Liberals in an election that could be weeks away. I have every confidence that our leader, Aaron O'Toole, will do just that.
0: Okay, the president of the party there back in O'Toole. Are they united? Are they ready for No, un- No, the they're not.
1: Um, they say they're, they're financially ready and such. They're not united. They're in a world of trouble. There's been a series of polls out now that show... Not only is the gap between them and the Liberals widening in the Liberals' favor, but the Liberals have a commanding lead of voters in Metro uh, Toronto, Greater Toronto, Greater Vancouver, and Greater Montreal. That's where the seats are. That's where the elections won.
0: We have seen some spectacularly wrong polls in this country, especially at the federal level. Justin Trudeau at one point looked like he was a no-hoper. He wins big. We have seen other polls be spectacularly wrong. I think that O'Toole still has a shot here. I mean, I think maybe some people are underestimating him.
1: No, I I, I think the, the demographics aren't working for the conservatives. The older voters in the pandemic have shifted away from opposition to government. Um, Polling has actually improved vastly in the last few years. The p- last BC election, the pollster's got it. Absolutely it can be bang different. On.
0: It can be different, though, when people are not focused on the actual election campaign, and when an election is actually called. Which I think we will have one this year. I wonder if some of this accumulated baggage for Trudeau finally, finally starts to pile it up might, on him and it, make a difference. I mean, he certainly has accumulated baggage, no yeah. question. The problem with
1: the Conservatives, as we saw in BC, there really is no election campaign. Yeah, um, it'll be all virtual. It's all virtual,
0: and it's not really attended by uh, by uh, and paid attention to by a lot of people. All right, Baldry's beat Keith Baldry, legislative bureau chief for Global News. Your calls to him six zero four two eight zero ninety eight ninety eight star ninety eight ninety eight on your cell. Steve in Vancouver. Hey, Steve. Hey, how are you? Good. Go ahead. Go ahead. First uh, first time caller here. Cool.
1: Um, I'm I'm a handy dart driver, and we're quite concerned about our personal safety each and every day. Uh, we don't have a plastic shield, and uh we're we're wondering why we haven't been considered do you know if the, they got um, a,
0: do you know if the bus drivers have got plastic shields on their buses when they're driving?
1: Yes, I've seen them
0: yeah mm-hmm. yeah, okay. we
1: have none of that. We also have a lot of personal contact with our clients when they pay us and if, and then when they're in a wheelchair, we're getting within inches of of uh of them when we're fastening them down so um, we do our job, and that's fine. But yeah. we're just wondering why we don't get our shot. Okay,
0: Steve. Thanks. And well, why like we're s- not
1: put at the top of the line? Like I say, this is not set in stone. This is a, a moving picture. Uh, we're getting more AstraZeneca, at least on paper. And when that comes in, this this plan is going to be expanded to include other people. Again, I, I would think drivers like handy drivers would probably be. Well, I mean, right tax, at
0: the top. taxi drivers could could make the same argument, or Uber drivers could make the same claim too right well yeah everybody can make a claim it's just car. there's only so
1: many vaccine doses and so you've right. got to start drawing the line somewhere but the line's always moving
0: let's go to mike on the line in surrey hey mike
1: hey hey mike and uh, keith hey keith i think you're underestimating the uh, the problems the liberals have when it comes to getting themselves reelected you know they've really botched just about everything they've touched you know financially giving out all that money like they did with the Serb uh, and the wage subsidy was really messed up where they gave over a billion dollars to kids that probably didn't deserve it. The vaccination program has been a bit of a disaster when it comes to the federal level. I think the province has stepped up and saved his bacon. He's single-handedly destroyed one of the best charities we had in Canada with the We Charity. I mean, this guy's got so many scandals and so
0: much stuff. How come he's still still leading in the polls then?
1: I I would love to know. It's either we've got, we've either got a community that's just now
0: there's gone so bad okay, well, they, okay, they, well, okay mike thanks for the call well yeah. one
1: of the things true has got going for him is the alternative you know uh, and this is the conservatives problem is they just don't have traction with voters
0: well you know the interesting thing too is when mike says oh they they blew so much money out the door on the serb and they've piled up 300 billion dollar deficits and the debts going to a trillion bucks i was talking to a federal liberal one day about this and he said you know what if the argument is going to be that we've spent too much money on this pandemic, then we're willing to have that battle. Like, if you want to point the finger at Trudeau and say, you've been too generous to people, you've given away too much money, then he will gladly have that he'll, argument he'll take, with O'Toole. He'll take that fight on every day. You know, it,
1: it's tough for the—scandals, I don't think, drive uh, d- determine election outcomes, and the pandemic's an extraordinary sometimes situation. Sometimes it does. Sometimes,
0: but not very often. I mean— well, what at, you about... At, you go back to the Fast Ferry scandal. That blew the NDP out of the water. Oh,
1: I think it was more Casino Gate that blew the NDP out of the water. when the Mount I mean, Some of these scandals are... stick, though. Well, i should say Lavelyn and Blackface did not drive Trudeau from government. I think... And also in a pandemic, I think people are giving governments a long leash, and there's few exceptions to that. Jason Kennedy's a notable
0: exception. Let's go to Bradal in Langley. Hi. Oh, hi. I just wanted to mention we got our appointment for a flu shot and i'm in my 80s and so is my wife and our appointment is saturday morning and i was thinking later why couldn't they arrange that a working man could get saturday and i could get the weekday you mean you mean a flu shot or a covid shot covid shot yeah yeah covid shot okay
1: yeah i I don't know. I mean, it's. Uh, did they
0: give you? A, did they give you a choice of when you could have your appointment? No, you just phone in all your stuff, and then all of a sudden, bang! Okay, you're going in at blah 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 time, well, and that's it. The yeah.
1: only people getting uh, appointments right now are over 80 uh, who aren't working. So it's uh, the that argument about working person versus not is not really applicable right now.
0: Let's squeeze in another one. Susan on the line, and Courtney. Hi, Susan. You got 30 seconds, okay? Yeah, I'm just compla- uh, listening to
1: people complaining about wanting the vaccine before their turn, because all along, until the vaccine came along, they weren't complaining. So now it's here, and everybody can't get it at once. Of course not. Mm-hmm. So they just have to wait their turn.
0: Okay, Susan, injecting a little common sense. A little common sense. So a
1: year ago today, I think we are having a conversation bemoaning the fact we're not going to have a vaccine for two years, three years, yeah. because that was what... We didn't. We didn't have these messenger RNA, which would develop very quickly. So now we're in an abundance of riches, which was not foreseen a year ago.